0: Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talks, brought to you by KCRAR.
1: I'm Bobby Howe. I'm Alex Garing. Yes, you are. I am. Bobby, how are you?
0: I'm amazing.
1: Awesome. Do you wanna know why? Yeah, what's got you so amazing?
0: Cause when this episode comes out, I'm gonna be on the beach in Miami. Oh. President Circle.
1: For for those of you that aren't in the know, let's break down what President Circle is, because it's kind
0: of a big deal. Oh. It's kind of a big deal. It's such a big deal.
1: Can you explain yeah, I it?
0: No. Um, so RPAC doesn't just necessarily, people are like, oh, RPAC just gives funds to candidates I don't like. No. though We do support candidates that are realtor friendly. We don't get into the other topics, but if they support housing and the issues that we find important, sometimes we will give them money for their campaigns. But that's what RPAC does. When you become a... Major investor with President Circle, you're invited to a conference once a year. Uh, a couple of years ago, it was at Atlantis in the Bahamas. Um, this year, it's going to be at the Fontainebleau in a South Beach, Miami. I know it's, it's. I don't know how to actually say it. That sounds. That sounds fancy. It's like going to Target. It's fine. Um, it's <laughs> in South Beach, Miami, and it's a three-day conference. Lots of people. Uh, probably be about. I don't know, probably 1,000, 1,200 people attend wow. this conference. Uh, last year, no, two years ago in Atlantis, we had uh, former lady Laura Bush come speak to us. Uh, this year, we have a whole range of people, but including the comedian Colin Quinn is coming to speak to us on housing wow. issues. Um, so we always have a really, really good time. Was um, that last year in Hawaii? No, the year before. Th- uh, last year was actually in Palm Springs. Palm Hawaii Springs. was the year before. Before that. Yeah.
1: I'm a, I'm a Sterling investor.
0: But then now I'm golden.
1: Wow. You are golden. I
0: am golden. I'm like a golden <laughs> girl. Speaking of speaking of golden girls, so this is totally going back to golden girls. During the marathon, <laughs> there were four guys dressed as golden girls running the marathon, the the Disney wow. Marathon.
1: Ooh, oh, that's Also,
0: fun. fun fact, I ran that marathon with Tiki Barber. Former running back Giants. Okay, I have young people. So my older people <laughs> in the audience, I ran a marathon with Tiki Barber. It's fine. My young people do not know <laughs> so who funny, the football so players so are. You, you know, it's twin brother <laughs> Ronde Barber who played for ta- Tampa Bay. Oh. Oh my gosh! Oh my uh, God! You people are so young. Sorry,
1: sorry. Holy crap! What's funny about that is that I saw uh, your Ibarra's exchange uh-huh. about Tiki, Tiki Barber, and I'm like, who the
0: Tiki George? What?
1: What former running back Tiki yeah, Giants. I don't know. I, I had no idea what was going on. I was very confused. There I thought it was like a former marathoner that like nope. was football famous player. for marathoning. Nope. Uh, because rah rah marathoning. Nope. I didn't know.
0: You know so a at really point, amazing football player. At like, this
1: point, the Super Bowl has happened in Kansas City, and we won. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> hope so. Oh, <laughs> <troops> <laughs> We're gonna find out. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Ooh. But I am gonna tell you something. This time of year, you know. Speaking of my sports illiterate ness, is is that right? What what do you what is the what is the, the noun for? Illiterate. I am sports I illiterate. I never
0: thought of it that way. You are so
1: so. Here's the thing. Okay, I I and and I did play sports, but I was very young when I did. What sport? I, all of them. I even played football. I played football. I played a lot of what basketball.
0: Playing football.
1: I was a, a whiteout a wide oh, receiver. Okay. I was a wide receiver, but it was like seventh okay. grade, so All it right. doesn't really count. Okay. And I was super mm-hmm. tiny, and I got tackled with the ball one time, and the ball was like in my rib cage and hurt really bad. And I said, "Mom, I don't want to do this." So, <laughs> so I finished the nope. season because okay. my mom made me finish the season. Yep, good job, mom. Good job, mom. Uh, but other than that, that was that was it. No got more, it. no more for that. Uh, I started singing, <laughs> um, but um, you don't get
0: hurt singing except your vocal cords.
1: That's true. You, you can get hurt singing. Uh-huh, yeah. It's a sport. You can sp- in, a, in, a, in a way. So. Uh, so, so here's where I'm going with this though. Okay, so, uh, I know that it's already happened and everything, but this time of year with, uh, with football playoffs and everything, mm-hmm. um, it, it's this year, it's really exciting for me. Like uh, I'm actually here. Because I'm paying attention, I don't want to say that I'm a Fairweather fan, cause, cause I, I, but I sort of am. right, And I mean that in the best way possible. I mean that in the sense that the sport, to me, is not exciting. It really right. isn't. But what is really exciting is how together mm-hmm. everybody is like people are right. so pumped up in the city right now i felt the same thing about the world series right i can't sit through seven games of baseball to save my life that's why football so that's, sure. that's the hardest thing in the world for me to do but but i was so pumped by how excited everybody was right and to me that is the sport right the the rest of it like i watch it and i know what's going on i do right and i get excited but i can't It's more because everybody else is so pumped. It has nothing to do. I don't know any of the players other than Mahomes, and that's because of all the puns.
0: You're (laughs) so cute. (laughs) See, I grew
1: up... (laughs) <laughs> loving football
0: and wanting to be the first f- female athletic trainer in the NFL. So like, I love the NFL. I love them players. Oh, I love yeah. the sport itself. It's, you know, it really brings me a lot of great joy. It was funny. though though, was, I was in Florida and I, I, for three days in a row, I had some form of a Kansas city chiefs t-shirt on. Yeah. And so uh, seeing other chiefs fans, we go chiefs, you know, while we're walking around. But then there were multiple people who accused me of being a bandwagon chiefs fan. Oh. And, I got,
1: and I was like,
0: Mm-mm. and I was like, I'm from Casey. And they're like, Oh, Never mind then. Then they felt sorry for me. One guy goes, "I understand. I'm a Bears fan," and I was like, so, "Okay, it's yeah. fine. You don't understand this, Alex. We're having a sports analogy conversation, and you have no idea what I'm talking about right now." The Bears. It's fine.
1: The I know that I'm from oh. SNL. I like yeah. SNL. <laughs> Okay, so so here's the other reason why I'm like kind of more invested in the playoffs right okay. now, and that is because one of my team members, Janelle Carbajo, mm-hmm. is up to be NFL Ford Fan of yes! the Year. Yes. NFL Ford Fan of the Year, and it's super awesome. She has had uh she has had Chiefs tickets for over thirty years. She's attended uh well over 90% of the games um for the the years that she's mm-hmm. had uh, season tickets including the years when we totally sucked see and she that's amazing in yeah, herself she's unbelievable it's awesome. like super loyal fan yeah. uh and she, I hope again we already know whether or not she won I hope she did she deserves it yep. so much and that has me super invested right now more in her winning right <laughs> and like how cool would it be right. for Kansas City to bring home both the Super Bowl, Bowl. And the Fan of the Year.
0: And MVP while we're at it.
1: Oh, just just, do it. Just
0: do do all of the things.
1: All all of the things.
0: things. So I have to tell you, I am so excited for our guest today.
1: Oh, yeah? It is. It is an exciting guest.
0: It is the one and only Miss Judy Johns.
1: Judy Johns. Why did it take so long to get Judy Johns on the podcast?
0: I just don't think we were smart enough to ask. (laughs) Because it was really, really, really simple. (laughs) ask but she is the queen of real estate in Kansas City I just the quintessential Judy I, I, the thing is I, I've been you know walking around the building today with staff we had other meetings here today and people are like who are your podcast guests today and then I tell them you know who we got coming on today and when I say Judy they're all like they all like I don't know anybody that doesn't like Judy because Judy's She's just wonderful. the most lovable wonderful people uh we have a great topic here today she is going to talk about how you get to the point in your career that you don't have to be involved in the day-to-day activities, and maybe at some point in time you decide to retire or walk away or sell your business. We're going to have all those conversations about that because Judy knows all of these things. She's she's so well-versed, so well-educated, so she's going to talk to us about making those decisions and how do we know and what do we do because, you know, so many realtors, they just, they, they never... They never retire. She's, they just go listless.
1: She's so phenomenal and it has You a,
0: didn't even like my real estate joke. I thought
1: it was great. It was hilarious. Whatever. She she is such an inspiration. She has a really wonderful story and I'm really excited to have her and, on.
0: And so. I'm hoping we can talk about some of her personal struggles I hope so. she's had as well because I think that's influenced yes. where she is and how much she just loves life. I'm just, i just I just don't know few people that love life as much as she does.
1: She's such a joy to this sounds she just, lame. She lights likes I'm, a room. <laughs> <laughs> sounds trite. She's not here. We're not we're not yeah, like She's we're not, not <laughs> in the room right now.
0: We're not building her up everyone.
1: <laughs> but she would I, love it if we were. Can though. I just say that following her on on social media is is such yeah. a treat. She is always so positive yep um I love reading about her um her stories with coach and mm-hmm. and everything I else Coach and just, too is every and I've never met him I, I don't <gasps> I've never met coach okay, I'll I, introduce I think you. I've only actually like talked to Judy face to face once or twice yeah. to be totally honest so this is gonna be like a super treat for me and um, but but following her is is always such an inspiration and such a positive experience so I'm really excited just the
0: and even the boys Dave and Steve and the whole family the Johns family they're just a treat <laughs> All right, what we bring her on though? Well, we should. We got. But first. But wait.
1: Oh, ooh. Ooh. He's he's remembering.
0: You guys, right now, he's remembering what he's supposed to be doing. It's fine. She's
1: gonna do it. I am. She's gonna do a book bit. Oh yeah. Do 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 do. Bobby's book bit.
0: Casey. Okay. (laughs) So last episode we talked financial planning. It also was Valentine's Day, so I did five love languages. So I pushed my book bit back to this week. But I actually think this with the financial planning we discussed last week we and talking a about
1: side note really quick i'm so sorry to weeks. interrupt you sorry Molly. i'm so sorry side noting
0: what did you just remember else so,
1: during our last episode when you asked if there was a book bit and I was like ooh and then you had told me uh-huh. that we were that one of them was going to be five love languages right? and one of them was going to be the book that you're going to talk about uh-huh. this week and i'm like oh uh are we talking about love or money? Because I didn't remember which one was for which podcast. I love it. So I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. That was an no. aside. I apologize. So
0: we did, we just, we did love last time. We're going to do money this time. And actually, I think it works out well since we're talking about with Judy and getting to the point in your business that you can step out of the day-to-day operations. I think this book actually works for both episodes. So it's uh, none other than Da-da-da. Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. We did his cash flow quadrant a probably a year ago. I don't even know. A long time ago, we did Cashflow Quadrant. Um, Quadrant. This actually is the book that came before that. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it just tells the story of a boy with two fathers, one rich, one poor. Um, and it helps you develop the mindset and financial knowledge you need to build a life of wealth and freedom. Wait, were we just talking to that guy about wealth and we freedom? We totally were just talking oh to that guy God. about
1: wealth and freedom. His name was Richard.
0: His name was Richard. And this is- <laughs> Robert, so it's fine, all the R's. But my my favorite quote from the book is, the main reason that over 90% of the American public struggles financially is because they play not to lose. They don't play to win. And they don't. They're so risk adverse that they don't play to actually win and set themselves free through wealth and freedom. So three main points. Um, The first one is, we let the two main emotion everyone has around money dominate our decisions. And that is fear, and greed um we stick to the uh the outdated mantra of go to school go to college get a job play it safe when in reality no job is safe anymore mm-hmm. e- even real estate isn't necessarily safe well, though so if you put it in the work <laughs> You put in the work, you can do it. However, you don't put in the work, real estate is definitely not safe for you. In fact, Kiyosaki
1: might say that real estate is one of the least safe professions, yeah?
0: Yep, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But like an example of the fear is, let's say you get uh, a raise at your job. A wise choice would be to invest that extra money in something that builds wealth. However, most likely your fear of losing that money altogether will keep you from doing so. But then that greed portion sometimes will take over and you spend that extra money on an improved lifestyle like buying a car and then the payments will eat up that money. Another way is you're guaranteed to lose 100%. So fear and greed are what keep us from getting ahead. Number two is adopt the mindset of work to learn instead of work to earn and that means we just got to constantly be learning and growing and doing new things i um, a lot of that's learning about stocks and bonds and wealth building and all of those things we're not born with that knowledge guys right. turn on CNBC and you're gonna be overwhelmed with all of the, th- the tickers calling across the screen and all the topics are talking about
1: The finance I, entertainment yeah
0: I know mm-hmm. I, and I agree with him 100% yep. Yep. on that uh, however you can learn those things there mm-hmm. are resources available to you there are websites there's books there's videos Take that time to learn that and work to learn, not work to earn. And finally, and it's going to be a crazy, crazy idea for realtors, pay yourself. Pay yourself (laughs) the first of each month. Pay yourself a salary on top of the commissions you take. Make yourself do that and then take that money and set it aside and build legacy and wealth through that. So, um, but the most important thing, and I think that uh, Richard, if he were still in the room with us, would absolutely agree with us, is that you start Today. Not yesterday. When's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. Second best time? Today. So you are your own biggest asset. So the first thing you should put some money into is yourself. And with that, I think we need to bring in Judy, because I think Judy would say the exact same
1: thing. I love that book, but I do have one other thing to add, though. Go, add. As a quick review. So Robert Kiyosaki would not say that real estate is a risky profession if you're operating your business from which quadrant? Business.
0: orange side i oh. have a new graphic that's got Are the we, does uh, whispering got employee, work i don't know we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> it's a whisper podcast here's like <laughs> i found a new graphic the other day for a webinar i was doing for the miami association of realtors and it's got the the employee and the self-employed in blue on one side and it's got business and investor in orange on the other side so now i have the blue and the orange side but on a podcast you can't see my blue and my orange side
1: hey guys this podcast we're doing an asmr no, episode and Stop. You're I'm creeping gonna, me out, I'm please. I'm give you some words.
0: Stop. And Amber, cut this. These words are going back. Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm Amber's off. cutting this. All right. Let's bring in Judy.
1: Hey, Bobby, guess what? What? Recharge is coming back.
0: Yes. It's recharge time. That's my favorite KCRER real estate conference. It's Ooh. our technology conference. We bring in expert speakers to help real estate professionals stay on the cutting edge.
1: We have had some amazing speakers in the past, including Rob Hahn, Brian Copeland, and last year we had Jimmy Mackin and Stefan Swanepoel.
0: That's right. So this year we're bringing in Doug DeVitri. He is a national speaker on technology topics. I actually personally know him myself. Gone through Leadership Academy with him, and he's going to talk about how to create a better experience for consumers using smart home technology. Everything he does is voice enabled, and we're going to have something on stage that's never been done ever before. It involved me, and will uh, we'll, it should be interesting. So you got to be there. History will this. be made. History is going to be made on stage. So, so uh, hey, Alex, when is it?
1: It's on March 4th yep. from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m.
0: Oh, a half day. I love that. Yeah. It's only yes. a half day. You
1: can get back to work afterwards. Nice. And it's at the Sheridan. The Sheridan Overland the Park. The Sheridan Overland Park. That's
0: right. So <laughs> I we need you to go get your tickets. You can register at 2020recharge.eventbrite.com. They are just $35. it's your early bird rate. And then the price will eventually go up to $50. That's probably mm. the late bird. If so you want to do it now and pay less money, because you're going to buy a ticket anyways. Go to your 2020 recharge.eventbrite.com to get your tickets, and we'll see you there. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. And I'm Bobby Howe. And
1: I'm uh, Alex Gary.
0: And we are with the illustrious Miss Judy Johns, the queen of real estate in Kansas City. Yay! Hello, Kansas
2: City! <laughs> Yay!
0: You bring a joy <laughs> to every room that you <laughs> enter. There's just a light that surrounds wow. you. And we absolutely feel so blessed to wow. have you here with us today. Thank you, sweetheart. So <laughs> yeah. there is joy to be had. There is always. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> you know, people always ask me, how are you doing today? And so, you know, people, I'm fine. I'm this. I always say I'm alive. I say I'm concave and grateful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We'll get into why she says she's concave <laughs> and grateful. We will get there. So Judy, tell us a little bit about your career. How did you get started in this crazy industry? And
2: what is the empire you have built behind you, ma'am? Uh, well, well, it's exciting. and very God-led. Well, you know, my husband coached. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at the end of three weeks after he got paid, there was no money. So I knew I had to do something. So that's why I got into real estate.
1: Well, I, I failed the test the first time. Okay.
2: and But, you know, that's encouragement to others who don't pass the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, from there on, I just... Fell in love with the career of supporting people and their big decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then one thing led to another. I got a broker's license. Never wanted to own a company. Now I do. <laughs> Several. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good.
0: So tell us tell us a little bit about some of the highs you've had over the years. Some of those moments that just really stand out to you. And tell us some of your lows you've had. Cause...
2: Okay. So I would say... Um, highs were you know I'd have to say some awards and recognition I also would say highs are when my sons got licensed and other highs are when I have three grandchildren who are licensed Mm -hmm. and a husband I should mention that as well and lows um, I could say it was an experience let's put it that way in the late 70s when the interest rates went to 20 percent, that was an experience Mm -hmm. but I remember driving to team meetings saying, I will survive, I will survive, we will survive. Mm-hmm. And um, you just learn to get creative. Mm-hmm. Other lows were, <laughs> as we opened Keller Williams and true to the Midwest, we'll watch you mm-hmm. and see how it goes before we make a decision. And so we were over $300,000 in debt. But that was so long ago. Now I yeah. take joy in that. It's, yeah. like, it's like Midwest will show you, mm-hmm. stubborn Missouri. And then, you know, I could say Lowe's were cancer diagnoses, but I grew so much from that. And yeah, it was a blessing.
0: Yeah. It's all those things that so many people see as challenges, mm-hmm. yet you've always seen as opportunities.
2: Yeah. Well, whatever happens, you say, what did I learn? Yeah. What will we do differently?
0: What do we keep talking about? We always fail forward. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Even when we fail, it's failing forward. Mm -hmm. It's never failing backwards. Yeah, exactly. So just, I just, I just, I just, just, I'm just happy just to sit here and just stare at you. It's fine. (laughs) I can do whatever. Um,
1: I I want to jump back for a second on when you started Keller Williams and the Midwestern uh, bit where you said that they watch you and mm-hmm. see how things go. What were the um, reactions? What were some of the things that people said to you when you got that started? What were the doubts? What were the objections? What did you experience? Well, you there? know,
2: we heard things like, you'll never make it. Well, that's all I needed to hear. You know, like, I'll be in your face here and it'll never work. And um, we'll just watch you and see what happens. Well, you have to have more people doing and making it happen right so someone can see what happens and um you know it was we thought there'd be just a rush of people the guys and I and uh, so we learned
1: <laughs> and how <laughs> long how long did it really take
2: well I would say that our first profit sharing check with our agents was we opened June 8th 1999 our first profit sharing check which we shared with our agents was um April of 2002 wow and then it's just And um, I look at you it's yeah. just amazing yeah, yeah. Yeah, we share, you know, towards a half million dollars a year. Yeah, 400ish.
0: You you and your family are the top profit sharers in our region. In the region every uh. single year.
2: Yeah, Steve will beat me this year. Oh. <gasps> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert for our award ceremony. <laughs> and Steve. it's getting close to Dave beating me too, wow. but that's okay. Hey, it's okay. You know what? hey. It makes me happy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is just it's just amazing watching all that. Mm-hmm. So, we think back to when you first got started in your career. Mhm. How did you grow your business? Your husband's a coach. You're looking for a way just to bring some income in, those other three, you know. Because I have a strong, strong feeling what you did back then are still principles that will work to this day. So how exactly. did you grow your business from
2: nothing? I literally, um, well, I wore a name tag. <gasps> Crazy. I no longer wear it. Because everybody knows who you are. Uh, well, because I yeah. talk real estate to everybody. Um, and I just talk to everybody about real estate. Mm-hmm i actually (laughs) there was a new home subdivision a few blocks away from where we lived and coach came home one day and i had someone that i picked up at that subdivision in our dining room going through mls books you know i wouldn't do that today don't recommend that i found a buyer pumping gas he was on the other side we start talking i mean just relating Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah you
1: created contacts
0: and relationships with people
1: you didn't like just look for them on Facebook, and you know you, you oh, didn't honey. you didn't make like creative posts and there like, was, put people in your there CRM. Was no Facebook, and... sweetheart. I know. <laughs> I listened.
2: <laughs> I listened to cassette, ta- cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? I <laughs> do. I do know
1: what cassette tapes are.
2: Yeah. Oh. we just put the
0: records on and we let them spin <laughs> the old eight tracks that's what we did we had eight tracks in there the I, sweat hogs
1: i so feel like people get so lost in in technology these days all of the brokers have have different technology that they're offering um and I, we really i think everybody needs to get back to basics in general that's where the business comes from and it's, it's such high a distraction tech, high touch yes yeah yep. using Has the to be both
0: loosely yeah. Yeah. We use the the technology as our leverage piece to help us do even more of mm-hmm. the high-touching. Right. Yes, helps us do it at a higher, greater level. So I don't want to make this anything brand-specific because I feel like this is a book that a lot of people have in their offices, no matter what brand you're with, and that's The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Mm-hmm. Judy, I believe you were one of the 200 people who helped put that book together, some of the
2: concepts yeah. behind that. We were Tell in, us about that experience. We were in Gary's Gary Keller's first mastermind, and we went down for that one day. It was Damon, Steve and I, and um, he said, okay, take everything off the desk. We're dividing into three groups, and we're going to talk what it would take to think a million, earn a million, gross, you know, gross a million, earn a million, passively income, net a million. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we did. We started with average sales price of two hundred fifty. That book is actually a business book, not necessarily relating to real estate, because yep. it's listings, leads, leverage, mm-hmm. the three L's, still yep. important, it's still important to this day, mm-hmm. and so important. I think, or so great that you brought
0: up the passive income part, because mm-hmm. the reason we brought you in today specifically is to talk about getting to the point of leveraging your business to the point that you don't have to be in the day-to-day operations, and that did it's we some- segue? We did, we're segwaying. Yeah, that's We're, good. Doing. So we're really doing. good at segways. Yeah. I, I, I like that word. <laughs> I like to run the, right, right on the segway and die. No. Um, getting to the point of leveraging your business, you don't have to be in the day-to-day operations and or at some point in time, you can choose not to be in the business at all, whether that's selling it off, handing it down to a family member.
2: How do you get started in that leverage piece? Okay. Well, first of all, the, the book mm-hmm. talks about leverage. And the first leverage that you do as an assistant and so on and so forth. However, when you are ready to exit, and I'm, I was kind of, well, I laughed out loud when you asked me to be part of this discussion because I'm thinking, are you planning on me exiting? No. And actually, we
0: were worried about having that conversation. was like, I
2: don't want her to think that she's, nope. We just knew that you knew this business
0: inside and out. And I'm sure that you have advised many agents over the years yes. when they're at mm-hmm. that point, because you know all the steps to the real estate. Yeah,
2: there, it's, it is a fascinating, and there's different ways to do it. Actually, from day one, I always said, I'll be doing this when I'm 80 if people will get in the car with me. Yep. And then I decided, well, if they won't get in the car with me, screw it, I'll hire a limo. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm nearing 80, mm-hmm. but they're still getting in the car with me. Right. The first question I ask is, how fast do you drive on the interstate? And depending on the answer, I know how I can behave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, there are different ways to exit and sunset our, our business. And I always say the easiest way is to um, have a family mm-hmm. that follows in your footsteps. That's the easy piece. Right. However, you know, those people might like to exit as well. hmm and back in the day when we did more personal promotion and cards and whatnot with our pictures on it, the first step, if you're planning on an exit, is to have family or partner, a business partner, that you plan on taking your business and you no longer stand side by side in the picture. You stand behind. So the visual becomes that you are promoting them. Mm-hmm. And so that... Puts the picture, quote-unquote, funny, out there to people that something's changing. I love that. So you can go to Real Trends and get an evaluation of your business, or you can sell it. You know, there was a, fam- a couple leaving town, and um, I want, Steve and I want to talk to them about their business. Right. They said, we'll sell our entire $10 million data bank to you for 25000 we made that back in the first part of the year. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And Steve and I looked at each other because we were thinking more along the lines. And this is what I would recommend considering if you don't just like, you know, buy it or buy it over a period of years, is to do a um, a trailing referral fee, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. like maybe thirty, twenty five, yeah. down to nothing. Yeah, which allows that person to still have something. Right. But if it's a partner that you're Willing it to so to speak, then I still would encourage a residual referral yep. Yep. off the business yeah, and um, real trends will do an evaluation yeah Steve Murray's real mm-hmm. trends uh-huh. That's who we're talking about yeah um, and there's a book out
0: there called the Golden Handoff that mm. has a lot of really has a you know basically explains how to hand off and you know move your business down the line Mm -hmm. now let's talk at the level where you are right now I believe you probably are very well seventh level if not I'm gonna go seven levels you're probably 10th level at this point explain to me how a seventh level business works where you get to remain a part of the business without being in the business
2: okay yeah I've chosen to step back in however I just I really my happy place is on the streets if you will excuse the expression (laughs) but um and um you don't sit still very well I don't. No. You're even watching me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, seventh level, though, at a purest sense. And the purest sense is you have more than one business. Mm-hmm. So you have diverse streams of income. You have an appointed person that, you, that reports to you at that level. And they are in charge of the business. And they just report to you. So you still have your brain power working but you're also listening. Basically, you're a consultant. Mm-hmm. And Gary taught me that a consultant is somebody who knows the answers. You just have to ask the right questions to help someone self-discover. Yep. Isn't that beautiful? I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of a challenge. He told me it's harder, and I believe that it yeah, is. Yeah, I truly believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than just pure coaching. Right.
0: Being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The coaching consulting. Um,
1: that also helps the people own their decisions.
0: Exactly. Good
1: one. You want them to own the decision that you want them to make, but they have to own it. If if you tell them to do it. They have to author it. That's right. Yeah. If you tell them to do it, then it's your fault.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What advice would you give to a realtor who's questioning possibly leaving the business, stepping out of it, Mm -hmm. um, but doesn't want to lose what they've built, but they don't even know where to begin? What advice would you give them Mm. and start evaluating or deciding how to make that decision?
2: Um, There are actually people who that's well Bob Bolan used to do that mm-hmm. Tony DeSella has talked mm-hmm. to people about that but I actually have a, um, a conversation with some I'd be happy to meet with anybody just to have the conversation um, or their broker mm-hmm. um, suggesting someone or suggesting a pathway do you want completely out do you want to still have a residual income from it or do you want to just hang it up and say goodbye so long just walk away from it yeah, yeah. Which some people do.
0: Yeah. You know, there's 110 different ways to generate a lead. There's Mm -hmm. probably 110 different ways to exit this Mm -hmm. business. And it's all what works for you and the situation that you're in.
2: Exactly. At whatever age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, I could choose to leave today. I'm not. But I could.
2: But, you know, and always, you know, with that in the back of your mind, always be looking for someone that you would... Uh, with like values, mm-hmm. values are very important in how they treat people. Yep. And source that person. Have an eye on that person. Yeah. In fact, um I would encourage Gary Keller calls it a missing persons list. Yes. Who do you want to take over your business? Mm-hmm. Describe every detail. Mm-hmm. He even told me to say height, weight, yeah. personality, everything. Everything. The features
1: yeah. of the person, not the people. You're not making a list of people. No, not people. No, people, no. and ca- yeah. character qualities. Right. Yeah. Right
2: and the other thing that, that do they say realtor or realtor, uh-huh.
1: realtor. Yeah. it's really important <laughs> <laughs> which one is it? Yeah. somewhere in between <laughs> and the other thing that
0: that that we're taught as we're finding the leverage pieces as we're continuing to leverage and build up those additional layers is that as you're doing your job you create the list of all the things you hate to do the most and you hire to that exactly because when you ha- when there are certain parts of your jobs that you hate to do you will force yourself to do them but however you will usually not get up and eat the frog and do those things first. So hire to then you tell them to create the list. What are the things mm-hmm. they dislike to do your first admin? And then when you hire your next one, they're going to take over those jobs and those duties. And it's such a beautiful thing to, to mm-hmm. go to that. I can actually, and, and that's the problem is that so many realtors believe then no one could ever do it the way that I do it. Exactly. Uh, wrong. Mm-hmm. Give someone it that everyone can learn. And it might be a little shaky and a little rocky at first, but anyone and everyone can do the things most likely you can do. But you yeah. do have certain skills. Like you are amazing at going out and creating relationships with people.
2: Oh, thank you. Sweetheart. You're never going to
0: hand that part off. I mean, you'll find other people to go do that in addition to you, but you'll continue doing that because you're so good at doing it. And it brings you... Joy back. Oh gosh, yes. I'm yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the three of us sitting at this table. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about this business that keeps us coming back. It's, it's creating those it. relationships with people. Yeah. I am. I'm not. I don't sell houses. I'm not a salesperson. I'm in a people business. It's no, that's what I say.
2: We yeah. are. We're not salespeople. We just help people get what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the bottom line of what we do. Yeah, and then we're everybody's happy. Yeah, we want. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when it's
0: getting out of the business. It's helping create those things that they want at that time that they need it. All right, Judy, before we wrap up this episode, what haven't we asked you that we should have asked you? What should we be talking about that we haven't talked about yet today? Is there anything? Do we missed anything?
2: Well, I guess um, I would love to leave this bit of advice. Okay. I learned this from Howard Brenton many, many, many years ago. And the first thing he ever taught me, a crowd of people, was get out of judgment, live in curiosity and i have adopted that philosophy and i find that living in curiosity mm-hmm. makes the world so much more interesting i was telling my grandson last night we were coach and i were driving down 435 getting off on Null or row whatever and this car went wrapped around us so fast i mean it would be easily to rage road rage back to him mm-hmm. and i said okay let's let's yeah. t- let's make up a story let's pretend that he just got a call from home and his wife's ready to have a baby and she needs to get home. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's say that someone got hurt. So, but when you live in curiosity, you okay. can give grace. Mm-hmm. And giving grace, I think, is one of our best human qualities. I'm so I glad you, that you so brought much. that
0: up. One of my very, no, actually, I think it was my very first coaching call with Mike Bastian.
2: Oh, wow. He, oh, what a yeah, wonderful man.
0: man. Oh. He told me the anatomy of a story. And he used the example of someone speeding by you, cutting you off in traffic, mm-hmm. no and then you create this entire story about them, and you get so angry at them, and then you're going to the hospital to visit a family member, and the next thing you know, you see them at the ER room mm-hmm. bringing someone in, and that's the reason they cut you off. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, that story that all the time you were angry was for nothing. And wasted energy. Wasted mm-hmm. energy, all of that stuff. So I'm so happy you brought that. And I use that a lot with, with my husband, and it's seek first to understand. Yeah. Uh, that, that is such a powerful thing for me in my life is to go that, okay, we're not seeing eye to eye, but you're perceiving the situation as this. I'm perceiving the situation as this. Doesn't mean that we still have to agree, but at least if I can understand where you're coming from. yeah it's, Everybody has old tapes. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you so much for coming into it. Well, See thank you, you so much you. for the opportunity.
2: You two cuties. It's <laughs> <laughs> so
0: whatever I have to do to get you here so I can spend some
2: time. And with that's, you, that's so. C-U-T-I-E-S, not C-O-O-T-I-S. <laughs> 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 no No cuties. <laughs> <laughs> thank you oh, Judy. thank you so much Judy thank you love